Well, hey, Velocity, I'm so glad that you're joining us again today online for our special online-only series, Life is Better with Friends. And today, I've got my good friend, Pastor Jason Warman with us oh, from Coast Life Church. Go crazy in the chat with that. And uh, Pastor Jason, just so glad that you're here with us today and gonna share a message with us. And let me just tell you a little bit about his church. Uh, Pastor Jason leads a church in Venice, Florida, and they've been going for 10 years. Yeah. Got an amazing story of how God used you to revitalize this church. I love that. Probably won't share that today, but we'll bring you back right. in person I'll sometime where you can tell that. And uh, got there like us, they are moving forward with yeah. a brand new building. Yeah, we're in it together. And uh, man, it's just been so refreshing for me to be able to bounce some ideas off of you and kind of talk about what you're going through and what we've gone through. And I'm just glad that God has brought us together uh, to encourage one another and help one another. And it's definitely what friends do. Yeah, I'm honored, man. Honored to be on today and life is better yeah. with friends. And so so thankful to have you and Marissa as friends for me and Heidi. And what a, what a blessing it is to get to be a part of the same tribe on the same yeah. team, doing life together. It Amen. just makes everything yeah. better, man. If you don't know uh, Pastor Jason, we connected through a couple ways, but primarily through our pastor, Pastor Kevin Gerald, and we're on the Team Church directional team together. And uh, anyway, it's just so been so refreshing. Yeah, 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 it's been a great journey, man. Yeah. Well, um, I know you got a great message for us today. And again, I'm going to let you do 90% of it. I'll interject uh, if I've got something to say. But I know for a lot of people, um, even though 2020 is behind us and we're moving forward and we got groups and stuff online, there's a lot of things that keep us stuck right. where we're at. And I think you got a message for us today. Um, just tell us a little bit about what God's put on your heart. Yeah, I've been I've been enamored with just this phrase called footsteps of faith. Yeah, I, I just think like moving into a place of faith is just taking one step yeah. after another. Amen. Just just a series of next steps and. Was, was just thinking through stories of, of what God did, which is people walking. Amen. Of just, of just putting their life into some movement. You know, you think about Jericho. Yeah. The people of Israel just walking. Yeah. And, and following some instructions from God. They have yeah. this incredible uh, victory that God gives them, uses that to bring them into their promise. And in Second Kings, there's this great story of four men who have a, a disease, have leprosy. And, uh, and God uses their footsteps to produce a victory. Mm -hmm. And 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 31, uh, it's, it's the story of, of the city of Samaria. It's experiencing two things. One is there's a drought uh, that's drying up the resources of the city, and then there's an army that has besieged the city and has cut off all their resources. So things are dire. Um, it's important to know that this is because of they're falling away from God, uh, that, that God doesn't call the, cause this stuff. He just sort of removes the blessing. Yeah. And this is the natural result of not having the blessing of God. And so the king still is angry in his heart at Elisha. And so 2 Kings 6.31, he says, May God do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, uh, Shaphat with a PH because he was cool like that, uh, <laughs> remains on his shoulders today. And then 2 Kings 6.33 says, While he was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? And then if you go to chapter 7, it, it picks up what Elisha says. 
Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Um, the, 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 the cost, the price at the grocery store is going to be like really cheap. You're going to yeah. get groceries really cheap. And, and the captain on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, If the Lord should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? I want you to notice the cynicism in his voice. Yeah. And Elisha said, you'll see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And then the Bible goes into the story of the four men who decide just to start walking. Uh, they're, they're, they're asking, why should we sit here till we die? Let's just start walking and see what happens. And then God uses their footsteps, footsteps of faith, just to do an incredible miracle. And I, I just kind of got this idea of of how to stay stuck. Yeah. Like here's, here's a game plan on how to stay stuck. Our church is in 21 days of prayer and fasting, so I'm pretty angry right now. <laughs> so this message will probably be sarcastic and snarky uh, because that's just where I'm at in my heart yeah. right now, Justin. Uh, but how to, how to stay stuck. And the first thing I think people need to know is, number one, is your miracle is on God's calendar. Amen. Elisha <laughs> like yeah. said about this time, tomorrow. You're going to see God move. And I think one is people just need to understand that, that nothing about your circumstances dictates the plans of God, that, yeah. that God's plans are, are forever settled. And it doesn't matter how bleak, how dark, how hopeless it looks, that God always has something on his calendar. Like there's an open door on his calendar. There's a breakthrough on his calendar. There's a blessing on his yeah. calendar. And you can't judge your circumstances. You can't judge what God's going to do just based on your circumstances, because I like to say it this way. God's already told Siri to remind me right. that this time tomorrow I'm going to yeah. move. And so you got to lead with that hope. But if you're not careful, you, you don't take the steps that you're supposed to take. It's, it's possible to stay stuck in a moment. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot of people that have been stuck in a hurt or never gotten over an event in their life. And when you read the story, it's two, it's two different case studies. It's, it's the captain and the king and it's the lepers. And the captain, the captain and the king do something, and how to stay stuck, number one is this, is blame God and others for your circumstances. You know, the, the king and the captain blame God for what they're experiencing without ever taking ownership of their responsibility in the scenario. And I, I love Proverbs 19 and 3. It says, people ruin their, their lives by their own foolishness and yeah. then are angry at the Lord. I mean, that's, yeah, so that's hilarious, right? <laughs> Right there. Like we make a mess of it, and then it's like, you know, we, we get upset with, with God. And I think there just has to be this understanding. Like our circumstances are just that. They're our circumstances. And we, we're living in an age where victimhood is celebrated and victors are met with suspicion. Yeah. And I think we've got a deal in our hearts is that the, the, the problem is the moment you take on the role of a victim— is you stay stuck in the season that you're in. Wow. What, whatever the event was, you, you put your life on hold. And I find it interesting that, that four men who had an incurable disease called leprosy actually had a better outlook on life than the captain who had a high-ranking position in the yeah. nation, which just, which just tells you that, that being a victim isn't a product of your circumstances. It's a product of your attitude. Yeah. Like, like it, it doesn't matter what what your circumstances are. Like the problem wasn't the scarcity in the city. 
The problem was the scarcity in the captain's soul. He let his wow. small. He let his soul get small, and and I, I just think sometimes like we just need to remind ourselves that that there is hardships in life. Yeah. Like there there are difficult. And I'm not man. I'm not here to make light of anybody's circumstances yeah. of what they're going through. Because good Lord knows there's there's bad circumstances yeah. in the world. There's bad people in the world that do bad things to yeah. other people. But the problem is you can't let that define you. Paul, Paul said it this way, Romans, Romans 8, 35 through 37, he said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or yeah. famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Like all of those yeah. things are a part of life. But as it is written, for your sake we're killed all the day long, we're regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. But verse 37, he said, no. And all these things were more than conquerors through him who loved us. Well, I just think, man, that's so good. I just think, like, we can blame God, but sometimes we can just blame our circumstances. Right. And what I love in the story you brought up, like, the, <laughs> the officials, they had better circumstances than the lepers. Right, right. But they didn't let the circumstances <laughs> stop them. So sometimes if it's not blaming God, we're like, well, I can't move forward because of this. Right. And, man, I just I, I love the fact that... Uh, it, it, whether I don't know who who said it. I remember reading this at a at a young age uh, that excuses are lies you just tell yourself. Wow. And so many times we'll say, well, I, it's you know, God did this, or I can't because of this, or because of this. But at the end of the day, uh, seeing that as a lie keeps us from moving forward. Yeah. It, you know, I just feel like sometimes we just need to speak to the conquerors and people. Yeah. Just Amen. remind them of who they are in Christ. That through the love of Christ, you you are a victor. You, you yeah. are an overcomer, and yeah. even sometimes the most difficult of circumstances, that you are more than a conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Number, number two is how to stay stuck, is let the world's mood shape your frame of mind. Mm. Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. And I think it's so powerful that, you know, when, when we receive the promises of God, mm. when we receive the word of God, we don't just hear with our ears, we also hear with our hearts. Amen. And the, that's when Jesus would say, like, you know, verily, verily, I say unto you, or uh, Revelation talks about, let he who has an ear hear. Yeah. Like, well, I got, I got an ear. I got two of them. You know? <laughs> uh, but it's because it's saying, listen, don't, don't just hear with your ears. Right. Hear something yeah. with your heart. And the captain immediately shut it down because sometimes we buy into a narrative that's the mood of the world. Mm but it doesn't align with what God's word says about us. Wow. That's why Isaiah 53 and 1, I love this. He said, who's believed our report and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And I think the question, I use this to myself all the time, is whose report are you going to believe? Yeah. You know, are you going to pick up the mood of, of the city that's under right. siege, that's locked down, that's shut down, where there's a lot of panic and there's a lot of fear? I mean, I, we can relate to that. In, in this season, or are you going to hear the, the report of the Lord? Yeah. And I think a lot of people, if you ask them, would be like, hey, would you listen to Satan? They'd be like, <laughs> no, I would never listen to s Satan. I think you got to draw right. out the S when you say Satan. It sounds a, more, a lot more sinister. I would never listen to <laughs> Satan. I would never listen to Satan. And the problem is we do all the time. Yeah. We just don't realize it. Yeah. And, and Paul says it this way, Ephesians 2, 1 through 2, he said, And you were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of the world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And the Bible talks about Satan being the prince of the power of the air. Or like, I would never listen to Satan, 
but then we listen to people who are disobedient to God. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's not like, you right. know, I wouldn't listen to Satan, but I listen right. to people who are picking up on the toxicity in the atmosphere. Yeah. Like the Satan is the uh, for temporarily yeah. the god of this world. Yeah, Jesus is king, and he's going to establish a better kingdom. Yeah. But for right now, we live in a fallen world that's under the influence of the yeah. prince of the power of the air, which means the mood of the world is anxiety, it's doubt, it's depression, mm-hmm. it's fear, it's panic. And when you listen to people that are the sons of disobedience, the people who don't receive the promises of God, wow. yeah. you're listening to the prince of the power of the air. Man. And I just think, and maybe you're going to touch on this too, but it's like, what voices are you listening to? Like right. the interesting thing in this in this story is you got these four lepers that are together. Well, they have a dire situation, but because they had some encouragement within the group, like, hey, let's at least go forward. Right. Let's 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 see what's out there. There was some encouragement. There was some optimism. There was some positivity when everything else was so dire in the world in that moment. Yeah, you got to get the right voices in your life. Yeah. And, and the problem is now we don't recognize it. Yeah. Like it's in the form of a news broadcast or uh, the politics of fear are heavy right now. Um, I could go on a rant about algorithms because algorithms are picking up our panic and our fear oh, and man. it's feeding us back. And I don't mean to, like, uh, yeah. my first time to ever get to talk to Velocity and I'm going into Satan, the prince of the power <laughs> of the air. Uh, this is the kind of stuff you get all, in church all online. That, um, like, but it's a real thing yeah. is that we're getting bombarded with messages on our devices, on yeah. our phones. Yeah. And it's not, a, it's a narrative, yeah. but it's not the narrative that God wants to feed our soul with that yeah. encourages us to take footsteps of faith, which is why I believe getting in groups, being a part of a local church, Amen. having a pastor in your life, come on, like Pastor yeah. Justin that preaches faith. I think it's so important because Isaiah said, whose report are you going to believe? Yeah. Because who, which report you believe is going to determine what you see. Yeah. And he said, if you believe the report of the Lord, you'll see the arm of the Lord. Yeah. You'll see God move in yeah. your life. So you got blame God. That's one way to stay stuck. Yep. Listen to the report of the world. Believe, take on the mood of the world. Number three is view God as incapable or uncaring. Mm. He said, if, if God opened the windows of heaven, this couldn't happen. Wow. How many yeah. times have we done that? <laughs> yeah. Like just, he just completely said, you know what? God yeah. can't do it in this circumstance. Yeah. Or, or God, the other thing I think is very close to it is God doesn't, God, God doesn't care about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, was, was reading the NIV the other day, and I, I came across a passage. I hate it when other preachers do it, but I'm going to do it because it's, I get to do it. Nobody else can do it. And it's, it's take a nuance of a verse mm-hmm. and make a bigger deal out of it mm-hmm. than it is, but I'm going to take a nuance of a verse and make okay. a big deal out of it. Okay, you ready? Mark 1, 40 through 41. The NIV is the only translation that records this word this way, but I just think it's so powerful. It said, a, a man with leprosy came to Jesus and begged him on his knees, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And the NIV says Jesus was indignant. Now, all the yeah. other translations says he had compassion. Yeah. But the NIV says Jesus was indignant. And he reached out his hand and touched the man said, I am willing. He said, be, be clean. I told you, like, I'm in a sarcastic mood. Right. I feel like Jesus was like, what do you mean? 
Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Am I willing? Yeah. Like, I like possibly it ticked him off mm-hmm. that somebody would question his character about. Do you really? Con- are you really yeah. concerned about my circumstances? Do you do you really care about who I am? And I wonder sometimes if God's not just ticked off with us. And you're like, well, I thought God loved me, and I would tell you, God loves you, but He can be ticked off at you. And I, I love my kids, but they can set me off like nobody's <laughs> business, man. I, like, I can get ticked off at the people I love. Yeah especially when they're doing something to harm themselves well, or they're missing out. And I just think, I mean, whenever we doubt God's ability, I mean, that's, God, I, I've said this before to our church, but God's not intimidated by our big requests as much as he's insulted by right, our small ones. Right, And anytime we, we doubt God's ability, of course, it's like, you think, I created heaven and earth. Yeah. And I know the hairs on your head. Yeah, you, you think I can't do something about the situation you're facing come right on. now? Yeah, so good. The, the two things, I, I think every Christian, every believer should put in their pocket, Jesus is able mm-hmm. and Jesus is willing. Amen. He's able and willing. Amen. Number four on how to stay stuck is ask cynical questions instead of sincere questions. Wow. The, uh, the, the captain was like, how can these things be? I mean, yeah. you can hear the cynicism in it. The, the four lepers asked, why should we sit here till we die? Yeah. And I, I just think you, you've got you've to ask cynical questions. You've got to ask the, the sincere questions um, because, you know, questions can be accusations. Yeah. Or they can be opportunities. So good. Like somebody yeah. can ask you, hey, where were you? Yeah. And it's kind of like an accusation. Yeah. I think you were where you weren't supposed to be. Right. Or you can ask questions that open people up. Yeah. And I think if you ask the wrong questions, you get the wrong answers. If you ask the right questions, you get the right answers and you receive things from God. Wow. I'm just thinking like even in our prayer life where we're asking God and making requests, like sometimes wonder if it's if we're not just complaining, like God why is this happening? Right. God, why aren't you doing anything? Like kind of coming at him with cynicism instead of asking God, Lord, what's your will in this situation? And how can you develop me? And how can I reflect your glory? Yeah. Like the two, same situation, but two completely different ways to approach it. Yeah, I think out of our hurt, sometimes we can just get cynical and start asking the wrong questions. That's actually just closing our hearts down further, especially when yeah. we're walking through hardships or we're yeah. feeling stuck or hopeless. And I think you got to dig down deep and just find questions of faith yeah. that kind of open your heart up to be like, hey, why couldn't God do something in this circumstance? Yeah. Um, number, number five on how to stay stuck is attack the people who are trying to help you. The, the wow. king came to cut off the head of Elisha. And, you know, Elisha was just trying to speak God's word to them. But they went after him. And I think sometimes we go after people who are just trying to help us. Wow. And we're not really angry at the person. We just don't like what it is they're telling yeah. us. Yeah. And I think you got to open your heart up to people to speak to you right. the things that maybe you don't want to hear. Yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking how many times has, I mean, the, the prophet stood in that office. Like he was operating right. in that role to speak on behalf of God to the king, to the people, bring correction where needed, bring encouragement, bring admonishment. And how many times when there's been something, it's like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. We resist it instead of receiving it. Yeah, we, we attack people when it's really the truth that yeah. sometimes they're, they're, they're bringing that we don't care for. And then number six on how to stay, how to stay stuck is just never take a risk. You know, ne- never, never take a step wow. of faith. Ne- never do anything. And I think, I think it's so important for people to understand, like the, the captain and the, and the king, they literally just 
were so toxic. They never did anything. They never, yeah. they never tried to fight back. They never yeah. tried to change the circumstances. Four lepers just get up and, and start walking. And uh, what I would tell people is your miracle needs movement. Amen. Wow. Uh, you, you, you're going to have to give the offering sacrificially. You're going to have yeah. to lead first in forgiveness. You're yeah. going to have to take a risk and believe that God's on the other side of it. But when the four lepers just started walking, as feeble as, I mean, these are sick men. And as feeble as it was, there were what I like to call the echoes of heaven, like the four footsteps of lepers turned mm -hmm. into the Syrian army, hearing chariots, hearing horses, hearing a heavenly host, because I really believe the things that we do by faith on earth reverberate and echo yeah. into heaven. And God has the way of doing what we do feebly by faith. He has the way of amplifying it so it comes back yeah. into the earth greater than we ever could have asked for. Man, I love, I love this word. And I would just want to encourage everybody who's watching right now to think about what is the step that you need to take. I mean, if you want to stay stuck, then don't take a step. Right. Never risk anything. And I would tell you, as your pastor, I mean, part of our culture is we embrace risk. I mean, we, not just like we step into it occasionally, like we embrace it because it's impossible to please God without faith. And I don't know what that would be for you. Maybe you're watching and, uh, and there's reasons why you're watching online. Maybe it's you have been reluctant to get in a group because it's, it's inconvenient or you think it doesn't fit with your schedule or just you've been Zoomed out or I don't know that I really want to do an online thing. Maybe, maybe you don't want to do an online thing. Maybe you actually need to to sign up and get in a, a physical group and go to somebody's house, or we've got groups that meet at, at different places, that might be your next step. It might be trusting God with your finances. Mm -hmm. Like, you might be stuck financially, and it's because you've never taken the step to trust God with your first and best. There's lots of ways. You might be stuck because you've never trusted Jesus with your life. You never put your trust in Him as Lord and Savior. And if that's you, I want to give you that opportunity today. You might be watching, maybe a friend invited you, said, hey, let's do church online. And you know this message is for you because you've been living in the same place. You've been stuck where you're at and you're thinking, how can I move forward? This message was for you and it starts by stepping across the line of faith. Mm -hmm. It starts by trusting in Jesus. And so if that's you, as you're watching right now, you can click the button that says, I, I want to give my life to Christ. Or if you're watching, a different place. You can just type in the chat, Jesus. Just let us know you want to make this decision. And, and Pastor Jason, I would just love it if you would pray for everybody that wants to make this decision today and, and lead them and, and pray for us as a church. Absolutely. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray for, first of all, everybody that feels stuck. Yeah. God, I pray that you'll give them courage, you'll give them boldness, that you, you'll give them a, a, an ability to have faith to believe the report of the Lord. Yeah to take footsteps of faith, to go into every promise that you have for their life. And Father, I pray for somebody today that maybe feels stuck in an old life. God, I pray that they would believe the report of the Lord, that there is a new and a better life, that in Christ they can be a new creation, a new man, a new woman. And Father, I pray that as they step across the line of faith, yeah. that they know that the moment that they, they take that step, that it reverberates, it echoes into heaven. And right now, come on, angels are throwing yes, a party God. in heaven yes. because of one decision that was made by faith on earth. And Father, we celebrate every person right now yeah. who's saying, I'm not staying stuck where I've been. Come on, I'm beginning a brand new life in Jesus Christ. 
Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Pastor Jason, thank you so much Love for it. being a part thank of this conversation. So hey, if you can't wait to have him join us in person, would you reach out to him on Instagram? Let him know that you love the message today, that it spoke to you, give him some encouragement. Hey, at our house, we show honor. It's what we do. So go ahead and do that. We can't wait to see you next week. And we look forward to seeing you soon.